Hi and welcome to the podcast, you're having tea with Alice. This week's episode is with Kyron Wheatley, who is a radio personality, DJ, what, what do they call them nowadays? Person on the radio and up-and-coming comedian and he runs a couple of rooms in Sydney and he is an all-round excellent person who I have enjoyed conversations with in the past. This week we uh, had a really nice chat at his place in Sydney and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Thank you everyone who's been emailing me on alicerfraser at gmail.com. I really like I really like talking to you. Um, I like it when you write and, and tell me what you think from my rambling conversations. If you are a listener to the Teacast but you don't find it funny enough uh, or poppy enough, I've just started a new podcast on the side called Hot Take Pod with Angela Thompson who runs WTF Renaissance Twitter feed. And that's a weekly news podcast and it should be coming out every week. It's a bit of an experiment, so hop on board and see if you like it, if these kind of very long-form chats are not your style. Or if you just want more of me in your life. Um, Thank you everyone who tweets me at Alliterative, everyone who's um, supporting me on the Patreon. It's made a big difference in um, buffering what turned out to be um, a big spike in my hosting costs after the Willosophy podcast. And um, a bunch of you stuck around, so that's still very, very cool. Um, and I'm still very, very grateful to my Patreon supporters for helping me offset those costs. Sorry to get financial on you. Here is the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. Time. Ah. I'm not checking my time. I'm checking tea time. Which tea did you... Oh, you chose lemongrass and ginger. Lemongrass and ginger, but it's. I want it to be... You know, they, they've got a recommendation. You may as well follow the recommendation. You're pedantic about tea. So I'm just watching the clock. That's You've got a very nice teapot. It's a glass. Time. Ah. I'm not checking right. my time. I'm checking tea time. Which tea did you... Oh, you chose lemongrass and ginger. Lemongrass and ginger, but it's. I want it to be... You know, they, they've got a recommendation. You may as well follow the recommendation. You're pedantic about tea. So I'm just watching the clock. That's You've got a very nice teapot. It's a glass teapot. Yeah, it's the first time I've used it right on the flame there. Normally I boil water and then pour it in. But uh, we've just moved house and the kettle wasn't ours. So that's from the a old teapot house. that works as a kettle. Yeah. So you can just whack it straight on the flame, it's which we beautiful. did today. It's Looks good, eh? It's a very Got another one that um, Reese's dad made, my boyfriend's dad made. Um, and it, because he's a potter. Oh, good. I was about to say he made a teapot. That's yeah, it's actually really good. Hang on, hang on. Because it's actually really good. Okay. I can't wait to see this teapot. <gasps> That's delightful. He's got actual potting skills. Yeah, he's an actual potter. Um, and, but What's it's a bit small. It is a very... Yeah, it's a, it's a one-person teapot. It's that's a little one-person tea. That's a pot. while you're studying to give you an excuse to get up and go get more water, kind of. Yes, but like, it's beautiful. So there's a, yeah, it's lovely very... Lovely glazing. You can see your own reflection in it. Which is lovely. I mean, what is the... Um, What's the space for a potter in the modern world? Is it, is it <laughs> like is it art exhibitions or is there actually a, a, an industrial function? Or well, know? if you're happy to buy plates that didn't cost thirty cents, yeah. they were probably made by a potter. Okay, I but, see. But IKEA plates and everything would be made by so machine, I assume. It's a luxury goods. Yeah, so like any trade, right? Like who goes to a cobbler anymore? But. Um, but if you're, if you're like, you know what? I'm going to get my shoes rehealed. Yeah. I'm not going to throw them out and buy a new pair. I'm going to bloody get them 
were healed. I have a, a delightful pair of shoes that I've had since 2007. They cost me a hundred bucks at Rayburn, and I love them. Yeah, and you keep rehealing them. I keep, yeah, I've had them resold about twice, and they're just they're like yeah. they're like wearing butter, but not as disgusting mm. as wearing butter would be. <laughs> um, I can't believe it's not shoe, <laughs> <laughs> but they just get reused, you know. And you and you can and you know that's a that's a thing that you can do. You can use these tradespeople who are out there. Yeah, you can you can work in the in the old-fashioned way. You can trade them a sheep yeah. for for some of their goods. But then, of course, potters also make pots, which you probably see. It's probably like um, a sort of uh, one of those visit New South Wales type shops. Ah, yes. You know, where you go, you get you, you get you like, oh, this was made in Sydney. Yeah, it, everything's um, sort of inexplicably expensive, whether yeah. it is handmade or not. You go to the hunter, you buy the pot. You buy the pot. You I buy think... some great earrings and yeah. yeah. Markets, that kind of thing. I think that's where potters live now. There's a particular demographic that you envision when you think of those shops, which is often the kind of the lady with the with the artistic grey haircut yep. and over large jewellery of various kinds, and she probably has a multicoloured patterned shawl. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she picks up shifts at Spotlight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to keep herself busy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just on weekends. That's good. Uh, so, do you have any dangerous ideas, Kyron? Do you have any dangerous ideas? Yeah, ideas that you think you would not necessarily be happy tweeting. Well, right now I'm I'm pushing it with the tea. All right. Oh, is it going to be tea, too I'm thinking, strong? I'm thinking. Do we leave it a little bit longer? Well, it is non-caffeinated tea. It's risque. It's lemongrass and ginger. Neither of those flavors suffers for being strong. No, that's right. I think we can. I think we can give it another minute. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't tweet that. Just because it's so banal, as yes, opposed that, to no, that's exactly the kind of thing the that risque you would nature. Tweet, almost, it's yeah. Not, I, don't, I don't know risque. I always thought. I just, I I think we're living in a world at the moment where people don't talk through things. Mm. They they either react or they don't react, and they don't examine their reaction, which I think is not a useful way of being no. in the world. I think there are there are. There are things that may seem like compassion on first glance that are not actually, uh, and that you need to really break down your ideas and figure out where they come from. Mm. It, Especially this week. Yes. You know, there's a lot of hate in the world this week. There is a lot. What what particular hate do you see as being the problem? Or just um, hate in general? Just hate in general. And not to go over ground that's already been trodden, I guess, because, you know, there's there's a lot of commentary out there at the moment about, you know, all the sort of, um, all the, just all the stuff, it's just all the stuff that's going down. Like, it's, I feel like the world is, who was I saying this to the other day? Um, Susie Yusuf, I think. We were saying that we feel like the world is tired at the moment, like it's, every, like there's, you know, we're up to pussy's bow or whatever the people say. Yes. In the old term. Yeah, uh, we've had it. We've, everyone's, like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And the world seems exhausted at I the moment. I don't know that there's more going on, really, than there ever has been, except insofar as people are reacting more quickly. Mm. I read a really interesting article about the old-fashioned form of espionage, which was action, counter-action. Someone yep. would do a thing, and then somebody would respond to the thing. It's tea time. Oh, tea time. Yeah, do a thing and respond to a thing. Um, and so it was sort of linear. There was one thing and then the next thing and then the whole game of espionage was uh, trying to 
anticipate what they would do and react before they did it. Mm. So it became more complicated in that way. Mm. But now there's so many different things happening and information is so transparent that it's like a web and one thing moves and then another thing moves and it's like all these different shifting points of, that, are, that are no longer targets, they're just kind of woobling around in a, in a, like a massive web mm. without this sense of act and counteract. It's just everyone kind of going for, going for gold. Yeah. Um, and it means that you don't get the same kind of time to think about what the right thing to do is. It certainly feels more complex. Yeah. You know, but then, I don't know, people react really quick at the moment and they have an opinion and then, um, uh, which they've been told, we've all been told is so important. Mm. Everyone has their opinion and, you know, everyone's opinion counts or whatever. And, uh, and then once, once you've got it, oh, you're not changing it, that's that, you're done. And so no amount of, because you know. part Because your opinion is tied in with your identity. Mm. You almost don't even have to think about what your opinion is. You just have to think about who you are and how someone like you would react in this circumstance. Yeah. And I think it's also like, um, you know, the, the bias of a group mind. So, you know, previously, before we could access other people's opinions so freely online, you know, you might come up with your own opinion and you could check that against like two or three people that day mm. if you managed to have that many discussions about it. Whereas now you can find thousands of people who think exactly the same way as you and then that's a confirmation of your own opinion. And then so why would you change it? Because you've got all these people to back you up and it goes on and on and on and so on and so forth. Yeah, I don't think that you are really thinking until you're desperately uncomfortable about your own beliefs. Like really, if you, if you take it back a few steps and you go, oh, is that really what I, I guess that is what I believe? I, oh, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable. That's the point that I'm, I'm kind of interested in. Like I was talking to a friend the other day who's kind of right on, very left, and I've always thought of myself as quite left, and I was talking to her about the fact that I'd, I'm finding myself more and more alienated from the extreme left, at least. Yeah, I think right. I've, I'm used to thinking of myself as the furthest out, and then you see that there's like a vast vista of people who are way further out than you, and you're like, wow, I guess I'm, I'm not that <laughs> progressive in my thinking. And I, I think progressive is not necessarily the way to put it because I think some of them are severe whack jobs. <laughs> um, but she was saying, for example, just automatically by default, uh, I was talking about a guy I used to work with who was very religious. And she said, oh, well, you've got to respect his religion. Just straight out off the gate. And I said, well, n no, <laughs> I, I, I don't actually, because one of the things that he had, I'm not going to uh, talk about which religion it was, but one of the things that he had is he wouldn't shake your hand. Right. If you were a woman, he wouldn't shake your hand. And she said, well, you've got to respect that. I said, well, no, I respect his right to believe that. But I do not respect somebody who won't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not... Like, that, that to me is a stupid thing. Well, you're thing filthy. To, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. disgusting. That's a stupid thing it's, to believe. I don't respect that belief. I don't. Yeah. I respect your it's right to believe It's putrid that you don't have a penis. Yeah, yeah, it's just more. And I, I get that it's part of his thing, and I get that that was what he... he <laughs> that's what, what I find so funny about it, is that at the end of the day, it's that you don't have a dick. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. That's, like, when you, when you think down, and, you know, he wouldn't think of it like that. He would be thinking, a man, you know, man, woman. But really, at the end of the day, it's just 
oh, you don't have a cock. Yeah, like, where, that's where is it? it? Where's the handle? That's um, all he's thinking. Uh, yeah, and, and I... <laughs> or he hasn't thought about why he does that. But I was, to me, I thought, well, I'm here in my role as your colleague, not in my role as foul temptress slash <laughs> sink of disgusting having periodsness. Yeah. Like, what... I don't feel I am unclean. I believe I am not unclean. Mm. You don't respect my belief that no. I'm not unclean, so I don't see why I should respect your belief. Mm. While, again, I think fundamentally respecting people's rights to believe whatever the fuck they want. And also I'm not going to, like, shove my hand in his face or, you know, lick his elbow just to push my stuff in him, in his... I'm mm. not going to make him feel deliberately uncomfortable. But I do not have to respect anyone's beliefs. No. And that's kind of me coming up against my own... I don't know. I don't know if that's a right-wing thing, but it's a certainly a... It's no longer aligned fully with the kind of identity politics. You should let anyone be whoever they want to be, however they want to be. Mm. Well, I think that people get confused with the um, right-wing and liberal and, you know, that they conflate the two yeah. when... Liberal is not necessarily right wing. It, it's it's its own. It's its own thing. Its own thing. Yeah, I find myself more in sympathy with assholes like Dawkins and Harris than I do with a lot of other people on either side. Right. Yeah. Of the spectrum. Mm. But uh, you like Harris. I like a theory of Harris's. Um, yeah, I think he's a dickhead. Yes. Well. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't have much compassion for other people. Um, and yet his theory of uh, the lack of free will, freedom of will and whether it exists or not, um, sort of demands compassion for everyone. Mm. And yet he seems to have none. So he sort of, he sort of you know, uh, in his language anyway, and in the sort of things that he says and does or whatever. But I, I certainly subscribe to the, to the delusion of free will. I think the step beyond... Lib I, I think where I'm, I'm sort of left liberal, but I don't take the next step into libertarianism because I think libertarianism is that idea that everyone deserves as much compassion and respect as you do, which is the thing that, right, that like white privileged men say. They say, you don't deserve as much compassion or you deserve exactly as much compassion as I do mm. and I, you know, I'm... They have all the privilege in the world. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a sort of, again, on, on the face of it, a perfectly reasonable thing to believe. But in the reality, it's just, it's sort of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you, um, you're saying, like, if, if you subscribe entirely to, lib to the, that liberal theory, then you're saying that, um, well, everyone is already equal. Is that what you're saying? And they're, and they're, but, but at the core of it, they're actually not. So the theory suggests that everyone will be fine if everyone just does whatever they want. Well, the, uh, the idea is almost that there is, in, in their kind of perfect world, a perfect world would be a meritocracy, mm. where everyone succeeds or fails according to their individual merit. Yeah. And that's one of those ideas that sounds great. <laughs> Until you're not the smartest guy in the room anymore. Mm. And you imagine a world where you get hit in the head and you lose 30% brain function and you'd still quite like to be treated like a human being. Yeah, let me just turn that thing off. Hmm. Wow, well, your computer rings and then your phone rings. Oh, they're all linked now, aren't they? You buy one product and 
then you buy another and then you buy another and then all of a sudden they're all going off. It's phenomenal to me how many people get caught in infidelities because they've failed to unlink their iPad from their (laughs) text messaging thing and their (laughs) wife's at home reading a book (laughs) off the iPad to their child and they suddenly get a thousand pictures of your girlfriend's Have you heard of cases like that? I haven't heard of single... So many, so many, yeah. Uh, the other one Take is, note, assholes. The other one is unlink is, accounts. Is Facebook. Huge numbers of divorce filings now. I think it's forty percent of divorce filings include the word Facebook. Wow. So. Hmm. Idiots. Yeah. That's well, sort of expect that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's the one. The one that I've heard the most of the wife at home with the iPad. The guy's on a business trip and it's like, yeah. meet me in my hotel room in 15 minutes. And she yep. goes, ah. Oh. It's sort of not surprising that the guy who's having an affair is also not smart enough to cover his own tracks. You reckon? They sort of feel, they're linked. I feel they're linked. You think that infidelity is linked with stupidity? Yes. I like this theory. Expound on it. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up, Kyron. Well, it's just stupid. It's, it's stupid to have an affair. Yeah. Why do you think it's stupid to have an affair? Um, I think it's stupid to have an affair because you are just... You're not thinking about anyone else but yourself at the time. Mm. Mm. So, uh, see, I would draw a distinction there. I think this is the distinction between uh, liberal and libertarian, probably. I don't think it's... I don't think stupidity and compassion have anything to do with one another. I think there are a lot of really smart people who are assholes. Yeah. Um, A lot of dumb people, too. But... I think we underestimate the brains of the people who we don't agree with Mm. often. You think you could only believe that if you were an idiot because you sort of vaguely assume that everyone's working on the same principles as you are. Yes, but, I mean, I guess with that one I'm saying, like, um, you're stupid. Like, it's going to affect other people and then that's going to affect you. Ah, yeah. Bad, bad... um, It comes back. Bad impulse control. Yeah. And, and unless you just don't care and then you, and then you are just an asshole. Yeah, that's true. I think um, talking about uh, religion the other day... Sorry, because it's not, the only wa- it's not the only way. You could, like, talk to people about how you feel and that this isn't working anymore and that you've got a desire to do something else and then, you know, go down that road. So you think you, you're for open relationships? Or no, no, no. discussions about Discussion it. with people who... You love or love you before you, you know, hurt them. So and then get hurt yourself. So what if, say you're in, say you're a, a man in a relationship, and you have decided that your sex life has gone down the down the drain mm. for whatever reason, and you speak to your partner and you say, "Hey, I would like to go and have sex outside this relationship because I well, love you. I'd like to be around, mm. but I can't." Well, you've missed the step of saying, just before that, of like, I think our sex life is not what it could be. Uh Uh-huh. So you... you Discuss. Discuss. (laughs) You say, you're crap at sex. (laughs) And then once they've stopped crying, you say, how do we fix this? Or maybe you're the one that's crap at sex. Yeah, possibly. You know? Possibly. And then, and then, uh, once they've stopped crying, you say, (laughs) they say, I'm not going to fix it, or they... You try for a couple of months, they don't fix it. Then you say, I'd like to go outside the relationship. Mm. And they say, no. Well, then the relationship ends, doesn't it? What if you have kids? Well, then it, then it ends. You, don't, you think it's, even if there are kids, it's more important for someone to get their rocks off? 
I just think... On the reg? <laughs> well, I, th I think now we're talking about something different. Um, you know, what I'm saying is, like, you should solve things by talking about them because you will eventually have to talk about them. So yeah. you may as well talk about it before you've gone and fucked somebody else. Yes. Then after. Because then there's so much more going on. And it's, and it's, and you've, and it's done as well. Where, where would you stand on, and this I know is, is something, I have a, a very close friend who's in this situation where he is married uh, to somebody who doesn't like the fact that he watches pornography. Right. She feels it as a, as, a, as a betrayal and she thinks it's sort of gross. So he's in the situation where the, he's either got to hide it or not do it or mm. pretend that he doesn't do it, mm. which is sort of borderline impossible if you've got an internet connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's unlikely that... Um that that's the kind of thing you know from the get-go. But um, I think, like, if you, if you love them, you love them for who they are, right? Mm. So, like, I don't think there's any point, like, trying to change someone. Um, uh, but if you put it, oh, I, don't know, I don't know. So you've led me down a garden path where I now have to give direct advice to a single person <laughs> that <laughs> well, I just, don't know. Just as an example, <laughs> I mean, of, of, of the principle. The in execution would look like. Well, you talk about it. Yeah. Because one is more important than the other, you know, in your life. Watching porn or being with that person. Mm. One is more important than the other. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's a false binary. What if it's something less important than watching porn or that is just eating onions? I can't stand onions mm. on... In, on my own, in my own mouth or, like, the smell of it on my fingers, like, raw onions, fine, cooked onions are fine. But I will genuinely, if I kiss somebody and they've eaten onions in the last 48 hours, <laughs> just be like, oh, and it's just... Yeah, dumb. but we're talking about deal breakers is sort of what we're talking about. But, but then I don't think that's necessarily fair for me to say being with me involves never eating onions within 48 hours of kissing me ever again. No, and you're right. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> But then, so then it's not, so then that's, um, that's like, like your decision. Like if, if somebody, so if you're unlikely to be with someone who fucking loves onions yeah. and is a fiend yeah. and is having blooming onions for breakfast, yes. you know, you're unlikely to be with that person. But there's some line that you've drawn somewhere in your head where people fall within the correct amount of onion. Acceptable amount of Acceptable times portions that I'll of be onion. kissing them while trying not to throw up at the same time. Yeah, and uh, and they are the people for you. Yeah, I <laughs> guess that's a good that's almost a good litmus test yeah. where I I'll, I'll say how willing am I yeah. <laughs> to put up with with onion. And bread. maybe someone comes along who's the perfect the perfect person, the love of your life. And um, it just so happens that they eat a lot of onion, maybe too much for you. Then you just have to decide. You've got to talk about it. Are they willing to eat less onion? Are they not willing to eat less I onion? Have, I have had that conversation. There you go. Genuinely, Which I've way had did that it conversation. Go? Uh, it's gone the sort of... They, choo I, I they chose that... onion, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think it's sort of a similar one to the, the pornography the way that I feel the pornography discussion should go, which is so long as I don't find out about it, <laughs> go see your life. Right. Uh, 
that's, I think, Dan Savage has that kind of policy with, um, you know, I'll pretend not to notice if you pretend not to do it. Right. Uh, it's, it's not honesty, though, is it? My parents had that. But, I mean, it is honest if you agree that you're going to lie about it. Yeah, it's true. My mum used to smoke when my dad was away. Like, when he went on, on business trips when we were young. She, right. That was her kind of fun, naughty thing, that she'd have friends over and they'd all smoke. And mm. I mean, it's not something that you can really hide, but I think he would basically pretend that he didn't notice that everything smelled like smoke when he came home. Mm. And and then she would pretend that she didn't ever smoke. Mm. Well, uh, Reese quit smoking. Um, he says, for me. <laughs> um, Essentially, so he doesn't die of lung But cancer. yeah, yeah, and by for me, um, I guess he's saying so that I don't invest in a, like a lifelong relationship that then ends in 10 years because of lung cancer. Yeah. Um, because someone didn't have self-control or something. Like, and so I guess in that way, it's for me. For you. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he'll still he'll still smoke sometimes. He'll still have a drag or if he's standing around a lot of people are smoking, he might have a cigarette or something. Mm. And um, sure, fine. Like it's, that's, if that's what happened, if that's what he did, then that's what he did. And that's, this is the person I'm with and that's the self-control he has and does or doesn't need it. And sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. And whatever. How did, so did you have that discussion with him, saying it's the cigarettes or me, or just yeah. like I'd really rather prefer not? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't have. I had. The, I had a discussion. We had a discussion about quitting. Um, I didn't. There was no threat. There's no ultimatum. Yeah. No ultimatum. Um, but um, you know, I think it's just like, it's just like, got to be honest with yourself that it's not good. Yeah. And like, I don't. I don't mind if he smokes now as well. Um, I think I do mind if he is, um, if he's lying to himself about the fact that he does or doesn't. Ah, uh, so he's, there's sort of that line between smoking occasionally and being a smoker. Yeah. Where you start by saying, then, I'll only take a puff of someone else's, I'll only borrow a one or I'll, I'll buy one pack and I won't yep. smoke at all and then eventually you're kind of back on a pack. It's just that. like being absolutely honest with who you are and then it's fine. And then you've, because if, if you are absolutely honest, honest with who you are, then you've obviously thought about it. Mm. You know, you've obviously come to the position that you've come to instead of just being ignorant to who you are and continuing with it. Mm. You know, so if, if um, and I wish I'd chosen examples that I could be talking about myself, um, but if, if, you know, if he's decided that, if he knows that he's smoking occasionally and then that's actually not good, um, but, you know, then that's fine, whatever. You do it, you know, you got, you got to do what you got to do. So long as, you, so for you, honesty is kind of the thing. It's the thing. So in that situation, would it be better, going back to the situation we were drawing before, where there's a guy who wants to sleep with other people, either because the sex life with his partner is inadequate or because he's, she no longer does it for him or he no longer does it for him, or they no longer do it for him, mm. uh, does he then say in that conversation, I'm going to sleep with other people whether you want me to or not. If that's, but... Or I'm going to sleep with other people, leave me or not, as the case may be. Or I'm going to leave you. Or <laughs> not say anything and go off and do it secretly. Well, I mean, I think there's even more options than that. And there's, and there's fewer options as well in that there's a, like, there's a core, there's a core truth Mm -hmm. Which is such a it sounds so wanky, 
No. But there's like there's a core uh, truth there, which is that something is wrong here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to talk about that. Don't jump to the to the last thing, unless unless you actually don't care about the opinion of the person that you love and are in a relationship with, mm. which maybe there's a problem there as well. But um, just talk about the, just the first, like the core. What's at the what's at the front of all of this, or what's what started all of this? Clearly, there's something wrong. Talk about that. Do you, do you think that necessarily, rather than just assuming that most relationships tend to quiet down on the sex front after a while? I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't know because I haven't been in a relationship long enough to know. Mm. Well, I mean, you've been... I mean, lots of television and movies tell us that they do. Yeah. I haven't had that many long discussions. I haven't had discussions long enough with people who have been in 20, 30-year relationships to to ask that question. So other than the old trope that you see in comedy and drama, that's the only evidence I have <laughs> that sex lives quieten down. I don't know. So, but you don't think, you think they might all be lying or? No, no, I assume that there's some truth in it, but I also assume that, you know, it's an easy, it's an easy plot point. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, I'm happy with that. Do you have any um, arguments that you often find yourself playing out? The same arguments again and again. Um, in what context? Who am I talking to? Just in life. Do you come, come against the same arguments again and again? Do I come against the same arguments again and again? Um... I mean, I would have to... I would assume yes. So what... Uh, chicken or beef? Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're arguments. I don't know if I have the same arguments. I don't know if I argue very much. Um, That's interesting. Why? Conflict-averse? Or you just... Um, definitely definitely conflict-averse, but not... Um, but not... Confrontational... Mm. Averse, like I don't mind having the discussion. Mm. I don't like it to be conflict. Okay. Um, I think there's generally there's generally a way to to talk about things that aren't in a conflicting, um, or not you know not an argument to dairy sort of way. Yeah, I was saying that to Benny Davis the other night, and my solution to the world's problem is that everyone should be able to say anything they want so long as they say it to the face of the person. <laughs> And he said, well, assholes would do it, but nice people wouldn't. Yes, that's right. I don't... Some people don't have shame, so... Some people don't have shame. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think even people, even people who don't have shame, if they're not in gangs, mm. one-to-one, if they genuinely... People are generally better one-to-one, aren't they? Yeah, I do. I think that. And not on the internet and just in a room with the person who they think you know, ought to be hung off the harbour bridge. Mm. Uh, Yeah, for example, here's a a recent uh, situation. Adam Hills said uh, about the Paris attacks that we should represent Australia by hanging, having Pauline Hanson hung off the harbour bridge. The wording is important in this particular case, according to Adam Hills. He 
someone said, oh, that's a bit much, and he said, I meant hung as in on display rather than hanged. Uh, yeah. Doesn't really matter. I ex- I take leave to doubt that he would say that to Pauline Hanson's face. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I I um. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he would. Pauline Hanson said some pretty full-on things, so she's laid the the ground rules as to what you can and can't say to people and yes. about people. Well, in public again, but I think. I would again. I'd like to see her in a room. Well, if he said it in a room, I think he'd probably say it. And um, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I would assume that he'd also be saying it and using his hands to show the that she's flying from underneath and swinging around and blah blah blah. I mean, I, I don't think that's the that's the best joke he's ever made. No, but I do. I just think that he would have moderate, as you say, with the hand and the face. And if he's saying it to her face you would be moderating that statement with a whole lot of things that would... They just don't come across on Twitter. They just don't come across on Twitter. And you can't so I read feel tone on the internet, yeah. I feel... I mean, and emo- emojis, despite the Oxford English Dictionary's use of the crying, smiley face... Oh, what the fuck was face. that? I, didn't, I saw that today. I didn't know if someone was joking or if they're serious. Yeah, my mum would turn in her grave. So, hang on. What, word of the year? Word of the year is the crying, happy, smiley face emoji. Is the oh, which is fuck off? You're a, a university. The, the worst emoji of all. Like think of the sum of the people that have gone through your halls. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's it's astonishing and appalling, but um, yeah. Well, Darwin, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Imagine if all those people's theses were just <laughs> full of emojis. Full of, well, I find emojis troubling because they are like the um. That's not how people talk. They don't do the expression at the end of the sentence. Yeah. Like you don't start smiling when you finished saying something. <laughs> it's you're normally doing it while you're saying something. That's very true. So it's it, it comes across like you're. I but don't know, if you were me, to litter, <laughs> if you were to litter a text with all the slowly changing emotions that you have on your face. <laughs> but even, I, be, yeah, just as disturbing. But then that's, again, there's a sort of a d- syntactical disruption where y- uh, every word is stopped by an expression. Mm. It's, 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 except for winking, you never do that. that it makes you look <laughs> like you're talking to a mad person who, yeah, yeah is like... smiles at the end of a sentence. Who smiles <laughs> at the end of a sentence or frowns at the end of a sentence or... Someone who I, just I, doesn't know how faces work. Yeah. <laughs> I do use a lot of emojis, though, uh, because I do feel like... I don't think they need to be the word of the year, but I do feel like they they assist in carrying a meaning. And that's the, that's all you're trying to do yes. right, in a text. I prefer to call people because they I can get across my meaning better than I can in a text. Yeah. But, so if I do have to text, they do have... They do help with carrying your meaning, which is all you want to do. You want to communicate something to somebody else. Yes. And so I don't, I don't know about people. That. I think they're crude, though. I think that it's good that they exist because I assume there will be something that comes after them that will be better. Mm, like GIFs. <laughs> like GIFs. Yeah, GIFs are pretty good uh, because at least there's some movement in them. And there's a joke. And there's a joke. but An inherent joke in there as well. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know about these people who say, like, can't take it. anyone seriously who's got an emoji. It's like, well, your emails sound blunt, mm. without a doubt. Like, if you if you're not 
putting a smiley face or being yes. a bit silly in them, then your emails sound blunt and abrupt and rude. They do. <laughs> it's like they will. Some of them might not, but generally speaking... Well, unless you make a real effort to communicate your tone yeah, in language. the time? People exactly. are real busy. Like, people are sending hundreds of emails and texts a day. Yes. So, if you, if you want to be efficient, then the right. emoji is the way of doing it. I had a, a friend criticise my tone on WhatsApp recently. Right. Which I was quite... Uh, I was interested in... Because it wasn't saying that I was mean or blunt or anything. He was saying I'm always quite serious, mm. which is true. That is how I am. I tend to be kind of nerdy and, and um, yeah, I'm not... Serious. I'm not fun. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I wish I were, but I am not. And if I pretended to be, I'd be one of those horrible people mm. who's always on, which <laughs> you don't want to be. Um, those are my options, and I've chosen just being myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to apologise for this. The point is he... You sort of are. Yeah. I'm, I'm, justifying, uh, I'm justifying my position, which I'm not going to change. Yeah. So uh, I'm just explaining without apology. You do you. I do me. Uh, but he, was, he kept contacting me, and then whenever I responded, he'd be dissatisfied with my response. Right. To which I eventually said... Look, if you don't want me, don't text me. Like, text someone else who's more fun. Yeah. If you want, like, fun banter. Yeah. Which I do with some people, but just demanding it of me seems weird. Yeah. Be and funner for me. Yeah, be more fun. That's not... I want you to... I want... I want the fun version. Entertain me. Yeah. I felt quite... Uh, I don't know, other than the fact that not being called not fun is, is always a downer. Mm, it's not fun, is it? It's not fun. It's not fun, which is why I love it. I love all things that are not fun. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. That was a weird thing. And I thought maybe if I'd put more emojis in. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe if you'd gone to Oxford, then you'd know. Yeah, I should ask my brother. He's at Oxford now. Oh. Mm. There's a shout-out to Henry Fraser. He's just got Instagram. Great. Well, great. lots of emojis on Instagram. Well, he's a very beautiful man, so I hope he'll get lots of um, likes on Instagram. My, uh, my dad did his first tweet the other day. What uh, was it? He's had Twitter for uh, since 2009, um, which we rigged him up. He, he capped a joke of mine ah. with a slightly disapproving... Air. <laughs> that is Twitter. Yeah. Disgruntled person. Dis disgruntled persons. Well, this is the other and thing. And cuts. Though. Twitter is what Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is what we what we make of it, I guess. Mm. If you. Well, yes, but but you but people sort of don't have a choice in that. Um, you know, in that it spirals. Ah. Yeah. Anger. Mm. Anger feeds anger. Yes. Leads to fear. Leads to the dark side. Mm. Are you going to watch the new Star Wars? Or? Am I going to watch the new Star Wars? Let's open this box. <laughs> Let's open this box that arrived okay. uh, today. Got it in the mail. <coughs> and then you can answer the question for me. Okay, so it's a brown box about the size of um, two footballs next to each other. Uh, it's going to be hard to open, isn't it? You can cut out some of the time it takes for me to open this. Nope. I'm not gonna. Cannot be bothered. Cannot be bothered. Just I'm, work quicker, I may cut out that long silence before, but that's about all. 
That's because I'll be able to see it while scanning through the audio. Well, now you have to cut out this bit talking about the silence, or else people will know that there was a silence. No, I'm not. I'm going to leave that in. Now you can leave both in. No, I can't. I'm going to take but out the silence. Then people won't know when the silence was. No, exactly, and they'll, they'll just try and figure it out. They'll think it was before I was saying something regular. So within the box is what looks like the tiny robot in robot. the ad. Droid. It's the droid from the trailer. It's a BB-8. It's the, it's the BB-8. It's the new droid. But smaller, smaller. It's about the size of a football. It's about the size of a football, yeah. And, um, and it's a new toy. So what do you think? Alice, do you think I'm going to see the new Star Wars I, film? I do. Uh, how do you... I mean, what if the droid... I mean, not that it necessarily will, but what if the droid is the new Jar Jar Binks? Um, I like J.J. Abrams very much. Yes. And he's in charge of this new film. And I don't believe that this will be the new Jar Jar Binks. However, I may have to kill J.J. Abrams if uh, anything happens to this movie that allows for a character like J.J. Binks. Like uh, Jar Jar Binks. J.J. Binks. J.J. Binks. That's what I'll start calling J.J. Abrams, directed by J.J. Uh, Binks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually quite Racist nice caricature, J.J. Binks. It's hard to open because I bite my nails. Ah, I was going to offer my nails in service, um, but I'm holding the microphone now yep. as you open the droid. Would you like me to... So, um, do you want my thumbnail? Yeah, go on. You um, do that. You have to talk, though. All right. Um, yeah, so it looks pretty cool. It is a bit small. I was expecting it to be larger, if I'm honest. That's what she said. Boom. Boom. Who said this was not a funny podcast? <laughs> nobody. Nobody has ever said that. It doesn't purport to be. You're having just as much trouble as I was. No, slightly less trouble. I've got All better right. nails. All right, I'm going to let you open it um, because there's a special joy in opening a box. Um, this is brilliant. It's got, a good, it's got a good slide sound. Oh, oh that sounds good. That it? does sound good. Smell the box. You know they perfume okay. the box. Do they? Yeah, they do. That's, I mean, the like Apple. A car. Yeah, and like Apple computers, they do that. Yeah, it's well even this came smaller. From the Apple store. It's even smaller. It's about the size of a, of it, a grapefruit. It's even smaller, isn't it? Um, the box is big, and then the box that the box was in was bigger. Look, I feel like this is kind of a babushka doll of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that it was going to be significantly larger, and from the website, it looked larger. But you know what? Oh, oh. I think you have to peel that contact plastic off under the under the bottom. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's about the size of a golf ball on top of an orange. Yeah. And oh. there's, there's a little thing. Apparently, the head is trying to sit on the body, but it's over by your right foot. It's, it's not, it's not magnetised yet or something? Yeah, it doesn't seem to be... Oh, there it is. Aha, uh -huh. now the head is on the body. I think, I think we might have to charge it first, oh. um, which is a shame. But what does um, it do? What's, what, what's it meant to do? Well, it sort of goes around. It can follow you, um, I think. It does... Nothing. It, it does, does nothing. nothing. It just goes around. Look, let's be Follows honest with you. ourselves. Eventually, you'll kick it into a wall and it'll be done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You charge it by USB, evidently. And uh, BB-8 app-enabled droid. Now we're just doing an ad, Alice. This is no good. This is no good. This is no good. Um, but, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Well, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, it can be called an ad if you say disappointingly small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that 
and I don't do ads on this, uh, not because I have any morals, but just because this isn't a big enough podcast. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to pay me to do anything, <laughs> I'll consider it. I'll sell out in a minute. Um, there okay, we go. so that guy just needs to go into charge, and he gets look at that, and he'll just he'll just wander around. He'll just chill out in life. Woohoo! You've created a being. That's going to be cool when he goes. Wow. Um, the truth of the matter is that uh, my next spoiler alert is um, Star Wars themed. And uh, this guy's going to open the show, hopefully. Oh, so you can write him off on tax. Yep. Would you like to tell people about Spoiler Alert before I let you go? Um, well, it's a, it's a movie quiz show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going for the Oscar for Best Adaption of Spicks and Specs, essentially. Um, it's Nevermind the Buzzcocks, it's Rockwiz. Um, but the common theme with all these shows is they're, they're about music. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's about film. So we just, yeah, we just nerd out about movies. Um, Mm. This next one is going to be two days before Star Wars is released. I think it's December 15th or something. Um, and we're going to make it. We're going to do a, a lot about Star Wars. We're going to make it very Star Wars. Very Star Warsy. Well, I, I'm, let me know if you want me to come and, and be that, the one with the hair. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. I actually do quite like Star Wars. There's, saw, that could have been a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just couldn't <laughs> think of the name of anyone and knew that my nerd creds would shoot uh, down the um, barrel. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Star Wars back in the day. Mm. Not a big fan. I enjoyed it. Let's, right. put, let's, put, let's be honest about it. I had a big crush on Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. So you I, like, I love yep. a bad guy. Yep. I love a villain in a movie. I, I feel... Yeah. I feel I miss well, my calling as a as a Disney villain myself. He was he was um, voiced by comedian Peter Serafinovitz. Ah. Do you know Peter Serafinovitz? He's I on Twitter. He's sort of big on Twitter in the states and stuff. Yeah, I do know. I, I didn't know that that was Darth Maul. There you go. Yeah, he was, didn't play him. He just did his voice. No, he was embodied by uh, Ray Park. Right. Who also played Toad in the X Men series. Really. I followed him. So you like the actor. <laughs> And looking at so long as I can't we've see proven his that. face. Yeah. <laughs> Only masked. Only masked men. Mm. So I'm into that. So if you're a masked man, email me. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible idea. That's actually how I got a stalker. Well, by asking that on question. On the radio by saying if, you're, um, if you have blue hair, because I liked Captain Planet as well. <laughs> Good guys and bad guys, apparently. And, like, not real people. Um, yeah, I, I said, oh, if, you're blue, if you've got blue hair, call in. And he showed up at one of my shows and then showed up at a lot of my shows and then started asking me out on dates and things and bringing me presents and eventually died in a motorcycle accident. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Not caused by me. I, I doubt that, yeah. But just shit got real. Yeah, just sorry. <laughs> Suddenly it was this wacky story of a, a crazy fan yeah. that went, took a yeah. horrible left turn uh, not to yeah. be insensitive. I was about to make dating fan jokes and stuff like that and then um, suddenly he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Life happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Things are not always what you would want them to be. No. Um, where can people find you online, Karen? My name. It's an unusual name and so no one took it and so I got it. Um, so just Kyron Wheatley on everything, if, if you must. Um, yeah, give me your opinions. I love them. Shout at me with all the thoughts that you have. 
And uh, actually, I got Chiron when I first joined Twitter. Mm. It was early on in the days, and I had just Chiron. It was just at Chiron because mm. no one, because it's rare, so no one had it, got it. Yeah. And then um, about six months in, I was like, ah, oh, this Twitter thing's never going to kick off. And I uh, unsubscribed oh, from it no. and lost the name. So when I came back and I was like, oh, it seems to be kicking off. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm not in the tech game. Uh, <laughs> haven't, haven't started any startups lately. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. They seem like uh, a fad. They won't catch on these startup things. No, no one cares them. for them. It's like a garage band. Mm. It is. We're done with them, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. we're done with them. Yep. The grunge is over. Startups are finished. Mm. Capitalism has reached its <laughs> ultimate conclusion. I mean, what is the difference between a startup and just a thing? Branding. Yeah, I feel like it is. I mean, just starting a business. A yep. new business doesn't have the same ring as a startup. But no, there's no, because there's an optimism in startup because you're implying that this is just the start. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So when you're looking for investors, that's that's promising, isn't it? Yeah, and you're not you're not deciding not to do that thing. You're pivoting. Mm. That was an awful idea. Isn't called that was an awful idea. No, it's exactly, called let's yeah. pivot. Yeah. yeah, and good luck to them. Yeah, let's iterate. Yeah, luckily I have nothing to do with any of that. Uh, good, good. Don't don't buy Kyron's products. No. Buy Reese's products though. He does mm. uh, a red bubble Reese mix. Yep, he's pivoted towards uh, merch. Merch, which is delightful. If you need a bow tie, or if you need a iPhone case covered in Meryl Streep, or if you need a um, a cushion with uh, Whoopi Goldberg on it, a Whoopi cushion, <laughs> uh, then yeah, then I saw that coming a mile away, and it still made me laugh. <laughs> then uh, yeah, look him up. All right, thank you very much. You are having tea with Alice.